This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. Please subscribe to the program on Himalaya, CastBox, Sodes, Repod, Cosmocast, Music Downloader and Player, or iCatcher. Or, if you prefer an app that's more obscure, try Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Enjoy the show. It's Thursday, February 4. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. Right now, the future of a freshman congresswoman hangs in the balance over her controversial remarks and support of conspiracy theories. They want Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene out of office, and they're formalizing their effort to make it happen this week. Have you guys been following 4chan, Q, any of that stuff? Anybody? Those voices are discussing Marjorie Taylor Greene, the triple-named American sensation that, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, overwhelmed the nation before fading into obscurity. As the far-right congressperson commemorates her first full month in office, those attuned to conspiracy thinking are beginning to ask themselves the same question. Doesn't a House member from Georgia represent a deep state? Like her compatriots on the steps of the U.S. Capitol, Ms. Green has taken the country by storm. She was elected, in part, on a platform of late-stage conservative policies, pledging to stand up to radical socialists like the daughter of Dick Cheney, protect the Second Amendment by ending gun-free zones, to fulfill our founders' vision of open-carrying loaded automatic rifles into churches and schools to keep the peace during Cub Scout meetings, and defend the unborn by co-sponsoring the Life at Conception Act, which will identify the sound of a fetus's first heartbeat as the noise your phone makes when it registers a match on Bumble. But the 46-year-old CrossFit enthusiast also knows the value of a good cult, which must be why she's fervently endorsed QAnon, the mass delusion that makes Scientologists seem rational and well-informed. While her platform appears to be light on concrete policy proposals, she's nevertheless peddled an Amway catalog's worth of conspiracy theories. Among her greatest hits are claims that the 9-11 Pentagon attack was fake. The 2017 Las Vegas shooting was orchestrated by the government she represents. The Sandy Hook and Parkland school massacres were staged. California wildfires were triggered by Jewish space solar generators. And that that Rolex you picked up in Chinatown is actually a Timex. Many of Green's colleagues and the world's oldest standing democracy have taken issue with her questionable stances. She's sucking so much oxygen out of the air that they'll soon need to install auxiliary carbon capture machines whenever she opens her mouth within the hall of the House. Today, House Democrats moved forward with a vote to strip Green of her congressional committee assignments, which will open up her calendar so she can pursue other issues that directly affect her constituents in Georgia. Like getting to the bottom of whether or not Hillary Clinton engineered the death of JFK Jr. through a 20-year deep state plot to turn him into an inexperienced pilot in a rush to get to a wedding. But on Wednesday, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy refused to move forward with an admonishment of Ms. Green, believing that she shouldn't be punished over her controversial statements and beliefs. After all, everyone's got at least a few skeletons in their closet. Marjorie's just happened to be whispering in her ear. Now, others like Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell have characterized her loony lies as a cancer for the party. But his prognosis leaves out that it's a bit too late to begin exploring treatment options for her stage four metastasis. Ms. Green isn't just the future of the Republican Party. She is the Republican Party. The only reason I'll stop short of saying she's their natural evolution is that they don't believe in evolution. George Bush 
once described Ronald Reagan's fiscal policies as voodoo economics, and the party heeded his message by keeping the doll and finding new places to stick the pins. Vince Foster, birtherism, Benghazi, Pizzagate, Dominion voting machines. We wouldn't have a blue sky if it wasn't for George Soros. One of the reasons I started this program was that I don't like having to endure all of the Republicans are good, Democrats are bad, vice versa type of arguments that masquerade as news. Because, to borrow a phrase from Mark Ruffalo's groomer, there's gray everywhere. But this isn't a gray matter with green, because the circumstance surrounding her gray matter is black and white. I wouldn't trust her to spot me picking up a tire in her gym, let alone serve on the House Budget and Education Committees. But she's comfortable enough to find a home in the Republican Party. A so-called big tent that's carved out room for everyone. From the lion tamer to the fortune teller, who wants to murder Nancy Pelosi for putting fluoride in her water. I take issue with many who are roughly on my side of the team. Like those arguing over whether or not 1400 plus 600 actually equals 2000. But at least the Reality Caucus is striving to address issues that haven't been manufactured by the front-page editors at the Weekly World News. Earlier this week, CNN's Donny O'Sullivan reported on a late-20s mom who got sucked into the QAnon craze last year and found her way out after President Biden was inaugurated and the moon didn't plunge into the ocean. She openly and honestly admitted to being someone who never really kept up with the news and fell into the madness because of the algorithms of Facebook and TikTok, which resemble reputable news sources as much as John Travolta's toupee resembles hair. And one of the things she said that would have broken the spell earlier would have been if Mr. Trump had fully disavowed QAnon in public, a premise about as likely as him disavowing adultery, or the flavor profile of a ribeye steak left on the grill at 300 degrees for 45 minutes. But not only are there additional Q supporters in Congress, and many who continue to deny the legitimate election of Joe Biden, but the likes of Kevin McCarthy are pretending that not only do they not know what QAnon is, they don't even know how to pronounce it. Determining whether or not a squad of federal agents needs to apprehend the movie stars who have been eating the faces off of infants may seem like a noble cause, but the first order of business is nailing down the semantics. It's encouraging to hear that people can find their way out of this void, which is why we have to continue applying radiation to whichever districts or platforms through which this disease is spreading. Refusing to punish and expel absolute maniacs will only encourage more bad behavior. I can only imagine what our worst instincts are going to look like in 12 years, like the bad faith cancel culture retribution of future California representative Army Hammer and his populist platform to solve Earth's humanitarian crises with just a little more seasoning and pressuring Congress to do something about the likes of Facebook, whose own data scientists warned the company in August that misinformation and hate that's fostering political violence in this country was spreading across its top civic-minded groups might help return the app to its neutral state as a place where you occasionally pretend to foster a farm instead of an insurrection. Because if we don't keep working to stave off a world that's bogged down by CrossFit weirdos, pillow salesmen, and other like-minded grifters who call into question the motives of gravity, the rest of us will be left peddling our own sad and debunked conspiracy to members of the next generation, that the United States was once a wise and powerful country. 
And now it's time for the OJ Simpson Twitter update. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter, Twitter world. This is me, yours truly. Yours truly. My guests today are journalists Lisa Tate and Jen Taron, the co-hosts of the Jeffrey Epstein, The Prince and the Pervert podcast, which has researched and covered the Jeffrey Epstein case since 2019. Lisa and Jen, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having us. G'day. On Thursday, OJ weighed in on the upcoming trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Well, yesterday I found myself watching a lot of news. Uh, I saw this girl, I think it's Jeezy or Giselle Maxwell. She's being charged with helping Jeffrey Epstein uh, recruit young girls, you know, for sex, for him and his fellow, his buddies. Uh, It's all alleged, obviously, but she's asking the judge to throw out the case because of inequity or that the jury is not diverse enough. I had a trial in uh, California, a civil trial that all 12 of my jurors wasn't one black. I had another trial here in Nevada, which I will never understand, but all 12 of the jurors were Caucasian. But I guess I can say that's That's water on the bridge. (laughs) That's part of the past. I'm over it. But I really would like to know, what is the makeup of this grand jury that this Maxwell think is uh, uh, unfair? (laughs) If you know, please let me know. Hey, take care. I'm getting my shot this week. Get your COVID shot. I'm just saying. Lisa and Jen, what do you think about what OJ had to say? Okay, so when it comes to Jelaine, she is continuously complaining about the system. Okay, so this is a woman with $20 million in her bank account. I say, Jelaine, deal with it. She is um, upset that there um, aren't enough black members of the grand jury, and she's also upset there's not enough Hispanic members of the grand jury. So that was one excuse, but I mean, She's also wanted to get bail because she's not getting vegan food in jail. I don't care. All she does is complain. This is stalling tactics to make it look like poor woe is me. So we've been listening to her excuses now since July when she was arrested and they just don't really get much traction with us and I don't think they will with the court. They're not based in any form of reality. She's a woman who was born into huge amounts of money and wouldn't understand a normal life. No. Um, Once she wanted to get bailed to live in a five-star hotel, don't we all? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And what do you think about OJ? He's a murderer. That's this week's OJ Simpson Twitter update. Lisa and Jen, thanks for joining me. Thank Thank you. And that's the latest, written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. OJ Simpson Twitter update produced by Christy Forsh. Announcement. The show is out on a Thursday, and usually it's out on a Monday. I think I like doing Thursday episodes better, but if you have a strong preference one way or the other, just send me a message. And if you don't care, I'll just stick to my arbitrary schedule of either Thursday or Monday. If you like the show, tell a friend to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. LatestPod.com for all your latestpod.com needs for transcripts and old episodes. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Greg Ott. Yeah, right. See you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you'll be hearing me soon. And by hearing me soon, I mean you will soon be hearing me do another episode of this podcast. 